0: what's up everybody it's dan finder boneyard coming at you from the office uh we are doing a two for today uh this is the second of two podcasts i'm burning out on the father's day um trying to catch up uh from being gone for so long i know uh, yeah, a lot of people came up to me at the show a few weeks ago and said how much they enjoy these and, you know, all that stuff. So i um, trying to stay as regular on these as I can. Um, but, you know, sometimes it's tough Try to do the best I can, but not always, doesn't always happen. But uh, yeah, hopefully you're enjoying your father's day. And, um, you know, I am not a father uh, I do have a dog. I know that's an insult to real fathers, but, uh, yeah, (laughs) as far as I know, I have no babies out there, but, uh, but I do take care of a dog and this business, this business is my baby. So anyway, I'm going to get right into this guy. Uh, I've got a lot of feedback from the show and, uh, the last podcast was all about the show. So if you have not listened to, that one yet uh i suggest you jump back um to that episode um this episode is going to be all about c series trucks i think i've done this one in the past and i don't remember i don't listen to my own stuff and i don't pay attention to what i do uh like i said many times uh I don't make notes. I don't do any research. I don't do any kind of, I don't retain anything. I don't, whatever. I just talk into a microphone and sometimes little nuggets come out that are helpful. Um, So C-Series, Trucks Travel Alls, Travelettes. We're talking 61 to 68 um there were many changes along the way that will try and cover the high points here Uh, i'm sure i will miss things i'm sure you guys will let me know what i missed but uh just try and help out people that aren't as familiar with the the 60s trucks as maybe they want to be or they're interested in them but don't have one and they just are thinking about it so this is covering covering the the finer points so 61 is when they came out with what we kind of generally refer to as the c series or c c body or c model i try not to use the word model because the 30s trucks like 34 to 37 were c models um so I like to call the 60s trucks the C-Series. Um, so the identifying features of the C-Series is the four headlights in a horizontal arrangement, a concave grill with kind of um, oval, little oval holes in it. Um, they had some basic trim package, um, kind of a zigzaggy chrome belt line on the travel alls. they had a dash that was kind of a holdover from the a and b series the a's and b's had a like a pod that was uh protruded out the top of the dash so the whole dash on the earlier trucks was all smooth kind of you know, curved around the cab. And then when you got to the driver's side, uh, the left side, there was this gauge pod that just stood up and was kind of, I don't know. I I don't care for that style. I don't like that flow. And, but they carried that into the early sixties trucks. And I don't know why exactly. They changed the gauge layout a little bit in it, but it was still that way. Glove box was in the center um uh, now i'm second guessing myself i know on the a's and b's the glove box was in the center but now the c's i'm starting to wonder if maybe it wasn't off to the side because they did have a radio plate that's right so so yeah so the glove box is off to the right the uh c series had a radio plate in the middle and the heater controller at the in the bottom of the dash uh they also introduced, started introducing like the increased capacity heaters, and um, you started seeing air conditioning uh, as a as a dealer add-on around then. Just modern updates. I think power steering was starting to come out, but it was the Ram Ram Assist style, um, not the power gearbox like the later truck. Uh yeah, just little thing like the frame. They improved on the frame uh, because the fifty-seven, the A series, as they introduced their new frame, it was wider, longer, uh, more modern in dimensions. Well, they refined it again by sixty-one uh, and improved where the steering box mounted. Uh, updated suspension points, little things like that. Just subtle, subtle changes. Uh, so, various interior packages, color packages, you know, the two-tone was still popular uh, from, from the earlier 50s trucks, um, but 61 was like the big change. Um, you know, restyled the, the door shape is different. Uh, it looks exactly like the A and B doors, but they're, they're shorter, uh, just different stuff um so then 61 and 2 are that that style and you know like i said i uh, the grill arrangement is its own unique setup and so if you have one of those you're kind of trapped into that that era um and then you know of course the four-wheel drive stuff was all available um 61 i believe was the first year of the half ton four-wheel drive option um because man now like i said i don't do any research on this i'm just trying to go off of what i my experience and i don't there may have been some half ton four-wheel drives in 58 59 Mm -hmm now yeah like i said now i'm second guessing myself but i know for a fact that by 61 you could get half ton four-wheel drive and travel all and trucks um so they were their own animal they had their own window crank style they had you know the escutcheons on the door handle like stuff was just changing slowly uh so then you jump up to 63 uh you know and the model numbers changed so in 61 and 62 they were c 100 c 110 c 120 c 130 like that and then in 63 they changed and i want to say they started they were a 1100 or a 1000 a 1100 a 1200 a 1300 that's what the vin plate said uh and i don't know if they went with the a because the number change you know from the three digit to the four digit or what and that confuses people as well because they'll call here and they'll go they have a b1200 like oh so it's a 64. like oh i guess i don't know like you know and then it gets even more confusing as we go along here but uh That's why we generally refer to that whole era as the C series, because the cabs were all generally the same with just minor changes on the exterior. So 63, they went back to single headlight. Um, They had orange marker lights per the safety standard rule change because 61 and 2s had clear uh, signal lenses and then 63 they they had to do amber. Uh, The grill changed to a a concave side um, egg crate looking grill. Uh, The dash. Big change on the dash. They went to round gauges. Small round uh, gauges, which I prefer that look. It's a flat dash panel. Um, The dash just lays in better. Uh, glove box it, it just looks more refined uh, the heater controls the radio placement like all that it just it looks so much better in the 63 and fours they um the dash um, gauge panel had little slits for the turn signal indicators which uh, I'm not a fan of uh, my 63 64 travelette uh, has those and they're They deteriorated so now when the light bulb flashes it's just straight white light right into your eyeballs so um at night that makes for a little bit of a blinding experience a few other subtle details uh some of them like 63 still didn't have hazard flashers it wasn't until 64 and even then they were like a dash they were added on on the dash be a red knob that you would pull out and make the hazards flash uh, you know, no backup lights, unless they were added on later. Uh, mine has a dealer add-on backup light set up. Uh, and also a parking brake warning light. Uh, my, I've seen where they have a little light on the dash that when you push the parking brake down. And again, that was optional. Uh, definitely not standard. Same with no seatbelts. Uh, you didn't start seeing seat belts until late 64 on those uh, if it had seat belts they were added after the fact um you know more options in the drivetrain uh, the brakes were getting bigger uh, ever so slightly you know you were going from 12 by inch and three quarter to 12 by two on on the three quarter ton trucks and then the one ton the 1300s you know they're kind of their own animal those brakes setups and wheel ends they were they kind of were using what they thought they needed to be. So there was some of the one-ton brake parts are getting really hard to find. Uh, and then another, you know, so they started using the same uh, door handles and window cranks as the Scout 800, the Scout 80s, I should say, uh, which then leads us into the sixty-five model so 63 64 were that style in 65 they changed the grill again to what we call the whalebone style where it's just a you know 100 little slats vertical slats and the international emblem is just the international across in the center of the grill there's no sidebars there's nothing there uh seven inch round headlights amber turn signals uh, the dash panel changed from the little slits to round green indicators. Same ones that you find in Scout 800s. Uh, and you started to see a lot of sharing of the parts um, across the across the uh, platform. So now, like I say, window cranks and door handles were the same as the early Scouts. Um, started seeing like the radio was the same a lot of interior parts and pieces were were very similar Um, you started seeing more air conditioning options the rear heater option for the travel walls Uh, again brakes were getting bigger stuff was getting more durable as these trucks got heavier and more powerful um because you know that's the one thing i haven't mentioned was the a powertrain you know in the early days 61 you were still limited to six cylinders uh 241 that sort of thing three on this three on the column was super common still uh, and then they had come out with the 266 uh, v8 little little v8 um it wasn't until later it's like 63, 64, that you had the 304 option. Uh, but you started seeing the six cylinders kind of phasing out uh, in that time because by 67, it was just getting harder to find a six-cylinder truck unless it was, you know, someone ordered it just base model. Um, most of the time they were V8, uh, 304s um, were, I, I don't know if they just, if the price point on them was, was good so that people just went with them or what, but man, you find, you try to find a 68 that would, had options and a six cylinder and and it's tough. Uh, but we'll talk about that in a little bit too. The, um, so 65, you started seeing some updates, uh, 66, very similar. Um, you, they had seat belts now, a few other interior updates, um, the grill change, it still was the whalebone style but now on the side of the IH emblem there were two vertical, um, 2 I'm sorry not vertical, two horizontal bars that went side to side or one on each side of the emblem I should say. Um, that's that's the 66 identifier, um, and then you start seeing more power steering in those, uh, you know, the RAM assist stuff. Everything just started becoming more robust as guys were just using them harder and harder. Uh, especially the travelettes and travelalls getting used as logging crummies and mining transports and stuff like that. They just, you know, were using them hard. Uh, and then about this time, the Lodestar came out, or, or Lodestar was a little earlier, 61, I think. But uh, a lot of the parts were shared across that platform as well. So it's, um, it's you know, something that when you're looking for parts for your C-Series, don't discount the Lodestar, because there's a lot of similar pieces in those as well. Uh, 67... We saw another change to the grill. Now it's a mesh grill uh, with the big international in the middle. Uh, The dash changed again. There was a parking brake warning light was added to the dash panel. Um, There's a cover over the emergency brake pedal. Backup lights, reverse lights were were on there. Um, Again, seat belts were standard by now. Uh, And they'd also changed the model number, so now it's a 1100B, 1100C. Uh, So, you know, again, just confusing the way they ran their numbers on the data tags. Uh, So again, that's why we just went with the blanket C-Series model. and i believe 67 was the first year of the 345 that you could get in the pickups uh maybe 66 but up until then uh, there was 304s were the the big v8 uh, that you could get and um you know like i said just continue to update uh interior packages there were different upholsteries. just things just to make them cleaner you know carpet kits and the travel all had you know you still had the option of the power back window or the barn door arrangement um, depending on your preferences and um, you know then 68 was another one of those funny years same mesh grill, but now the headlights had aluminum Bezels big big bulky looking rectangular bezels around the headlights The interiors got nicer there were various trim packages that those started in the 66 67 But you know, they had gold-backed gauges instead of the grays Um, You could have a deluxe or custom interior uh, Which included various trim chrome on the outside uh, back then they were still doing the like bare bones stuff where you could you could order your truck with no sun visor and no armrest and no mirror on the passenger side to save $10 or I mean it was minimal on the build sheet back then. Um, but you started seeing the introduction of the five speed overdrive transmission, which is um what a lot of people like um you know just made for better cruising because you were getting you know late by the late 60s you're looking at economy issues you're looking at the horsepower wars you know why would you want to drive this travel all with a 304 and you know 140 horsepower that was less expensive than a 68 charger with a 440 and, you know, you could, I don't know, different, different model, different vehicles for different applications. And I get that, but when you, when everything is getting more powerful and your international is still just as slow as ever, it's a little discouraging. Um, But you know, the addition of the five speed meant you could at least do, 65 or 70 on the highway and, and be a little bit more comfortable. Um, you know, the other thing I've that you saw introduced in like 66 was the automatic transmission, uh, the Borg Warner, uh, BW 11, I think they called it. And that went a long ways. I, I think the Borg Warner would, might've been available earlier, but Uh, You really didn't start seeing it until 65, 66. Um, And I have a few plates here to put a Borg-Warner on a six-cylinder, which is even more bizarre. Uh, And I also have these schematics for putting a power steering pump on a six-cylinder, which again, you know, weird base model stuff. Uh, And I even see in one of the dealer books I have, there's a drawing to put an AC compressor and power steering on a six cylinder. Though I would only recommend that if you had a 264 or 265 uh, that had the power to move all those accessories. I'm not sure a 241 would have the means to run AC power steering and propel your travel all down the road at highway speed, especially with an automatic. Um, I'm sure they're out there or they were out there, but i'm not I'm not one to recommend that. Uh, but it was an option because that's what international was known for. It's options for everything. So um yeah, so by 68 they had really refined more things. the the door latch mechanism changed. Um, the the interior packages got nicer. The dash had gotten a little cleaner. Uh, they had a padded dash. By 67 they were padded, which really they just glued foam and vinyl to the steel dash, uh, which makes for a mess nowadays when you're trying to do restoration. Um, so yeah, it's, it's we just peel them off a lot of times. Um, yeah, armrests changes, they got bigger by 68 they were longer um the rear seats were fold and tumble on the travel alls um travelettes like i said had various options and i'm i'm not 100 percent certain if a 392 was available in 68 i've seen a few of them with 392s but you can't ever verify if they're factory original and these guys all everyone always swears that oh it's factory that's how it was and we bought it that way but man 68 was a long time ago so i'm not saying it wasn't possible but the 392 introduction was was right around there and and you just don't see a lot of them with it um especially with the cooling you know the c-series radiators weren't known for being the most maximum efficient you know but But they, they did an adequate job. Um, What else? Oh, 68, you saw the power steering gearbox introduction, the Saginaw style power steering setup with the two piece column, uh, which was, you know, departure from the old one piece column and then the Ram assist that you could have had. Um, We get a lot of calls from people looking for that 68 setup and it's very hard to get. Uh, and then power brakes, sixty-seven. Um, you started seeing the power brake option with the second um, clutch master cylinder um, with secondary. Uh, so, because originally the the sixty-one to sixty-sixes, the clutch and brake master cylinder were one unit together in a rectangle pot, and so if you had a problem. Uh, and you lost some fluid, you would lose your brakes and or lose your clutch or everything. So by 67, they'd gotten them, started to get away from that and went to the single um, dual reservoir uh, brake master and then the single uh, clutch master that was offset to the side. Uh, I do prefer that hydraulic clutch just for feel, Um, although when it goes out, like what happened to me recently, you lose your clutch altogether. Um, so having that mechanical linkage is definitely more reliable. But I just like how the hydraulic clutch feels. So, um, but yeah. So round gauges—they're sharing stuff with the Scout Eight Hundreds. Still, um, yeah. Just a lot of a lot of parts swapped across. <clears throat> um, again, brakes keep getting bigger now you see the internal locking hub style the half tons the the three quarter tons we're still using the external hub with the big six uh, six lug wheel pattern which by 69 they went to eight lug like everybody else but yeah from the 61 to 68 three quarter tons were cursed with that big six lug pattern split ring wheels so it makes them difficult nowadays. But back then I'm sure it was pretty standard. Um, what else? Um, yeah, I, I really think that's about it. I, I really kind of covered the high points, various models. Um, you know, there were skid plate packages and transfer cases. The transfer case was a 202 all the way through the whole run, I believe. Um, you could have gotten the 3-speed um, on the column, 3-speed on the floor, 4-speed on the floor, or 5-speed on the floor, and the 4-speed was generally a T-98. 5-speed um, would have been a T-34 or T-35, depending on if you wanted overdrive or direct drive. I've uh, actually had a few C-Series trucks come through with direct drive five speeds, uh, which are better for towing just because your gear ratios are a little closer together. Um, So, you know, those were transmission options back then. Six cylinders, you could have had the 240, 241, 264, 265, six cylinders, um, or the 266 or 304 v8 uh, 345 later in the late 60s um, your data tag is generally screwed to the ed and end of the driver's door or the um, driver's a pillar um, line set tickets those are weird you know it's not like the d series is where they were glued to the back of the glove box uh, i found c series line set tickets like stuffed in the headliner, um, found them in the glove box. They, you know, sometimes they're taped to the back of the glove box, but tape on cardboard doesn't really hold up. So finding this, the lines that take it in your C-Series is, is a little bit harder. I did find one stuffed in the seat back one time uh, on a C-Series truck. So, so yeah, I mean, poke around your rig, you might get lucky and find one. Uh, but yeah so that really is about it uh the step side bed and fleet side beds you know you could get them in various lengths that we, i've had six seven and eight foot step side beds here uh oh and the five footer from the air force travelette i have one of those um you yeah, fleet sides were same thing six or eight foot um or bonus load sometimes they call them but yeah i think that's about it i'm, I'm running out of stuff so i think i'm just going to wrap it up there hopefully that was informative hopefully you learned something uh, you know let me know if you need to know more uh but i try to try to do my best so anyways thanks again for listening hopefully you enjoyed your father's day uh until next time i'm dan from binder boneyard